You are listening to To The Top Talk with Jamie Arrington. Thank you, Jamesy. And Jason Bailey. Bump is uh, pretty good. But the reality is... They don't know, man! I've been looking forward to To The Top Talk. You know, I have that with myself every night. Strike first, strike hard, no mercy. Juice, baby. What's going on? What's happening? How are you guys doing? Welcome to To The Top Talk with Jamie Arrington and Jason Bailey. I am your host, Jamie Arrington. Jason Bailey will be joining us later in the program. If this is your first time listening, we are here to give you a break from all of the High Resource 5 propaganda in the mainstream sports media to talk about the University of Southern Mississippi Golden Eagles. You can find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, Our Heart Radio, Stitcher, and more. Subscribe. Give us a rating and review. If you like the show, you tell your friends. If you don't like the show, tell your friends. Happy Election Day, everybody. I hope all of your candidates win and all of your hopes and dreams are thus achieved. The big story this week in Southern Miss News, Nikki Football, Nick Mullins, gets the start for the San Francisco 49ers this past Thursday night. They took on the Jalen Richard and his Oakland Raiders, but Nick Mullins had one of the most productive debuts for a quarterback in NFL history. He was 16 for 22 for 262 yards and three touchdowns to lead the 49ers to a 34-3 victory over the Raiders. It was truly impressive. You know, I think, honestly, I think everybody hoped he would do good but I don't think anybody expected it to go that well. Now, I know the Raiders are kind of tanking a little bit, but that being said, that's an NFL defense. And you look at the competition, you look at what other quarterbacks have done against them this year, and it was nothing like what Nick Mullins has, what Nick Mullins did the other night. And, and it's, it's nothing like anything the 49ers have done this year. So I'll be curious to see how this progresses. Today he was named the starter for the 49ers this Monday night, and they will be taking on the New York Giants. So it will be Nick Mullins versus Eli Manning. A very interesting storyline for Mississippians. Hopefully Nick can keep the party going. BDN, as Richard Sherman calls him, Big Nick. You can figure it all out. (laughs) Best of luck to BDN. It was really cool. A lot of play for Southern Miss on the television that night. After After the game, he sat up there with the you know, NFL Network crew and Brett Favre called in, and that was really awesome to hear them talk back and forth on the air. Uh, we shared the video on all of our social media outlets, so go be sure be sure you go check that out. It was an amazing night to be a Golden Eagle, and I think Nick Mullins, what, like he had like five thousand Twitter followers to start the night. He was verified midnight, and uh, he's up to like thirty something thou. So. Big night for Nick Mullins, and I think he picked up a lot of fans, and deservedly so. He worked so hard for that opportunity, and he really, really – I mean, you think about somebody that was undrafted and you know didn't have the measurables or didn't have the arm strength, and he goes in there and lights it up like that better than so many quarterbacks have attempted to do in the past. So I, hopefully Nick can keep the party going this week. He's got the Giants this week, and then they have Tampa Bay the week after that. So two – Subpar defenses where hopefully he'll be able to shine. It may get a little tougher on down the road, but hopefully for these few, he can kind of uh, get his footing before finishing out the season. Hopefully Nick can hang on to the starting role. Really excited for him, and you could tell that his teammates really rallied around him. Um, Some to the top talk news this week. We are now on Patreon. So go to patreon.com slash to the top talk. We're going to be looking at some different ideas. Basically, if you want to just show some support for the show, we we uh, this is not a very um, revenue driven show, so to speak. <laughs> We've got some advertising um, that airs on the show, but we you know, there's some expenses that go into this. Doesn't matter to me whether or not you participate. Really just excited to have you guys as listeners. But if you'd like to, we have some different opportunities on the site patreon.com slash to the top talk you can go to the website jamierington.net slash to the top talk and we'll have links to it as well but different tiers if you want to become a title sponsor for a month and present the show that's an option if you want just a shout out that's an option as well we may change things up on down the road but for now we're just going to kind of see how it goes so if you'd like to participate go check out the site also i got a big comedy show coming up this guy one of the best in the biz one of my favorites Mark Norman, Saturday, November the 24th at Brewski's here in Hattiesburg. Mark Norman, New Orleans native, 
moved off to New York. Big things happening for this guy. Uh, you may have seen him on The Tonight Show. You may have seen him on Colbert, Conan. Had an hour special on Comedy Central. He's one. I mean, if you like jokes, he is one of the most efficient performers out there today. Go look up his material. Make sure he's your speed before you come out. If he is, you're going to have an amazing time. Like I said, this guy is destined for big, big things. 8 p.m., $15 on Saturday, September the 24th. I think we play earlier in the day on the road at UTEP, so no excuses. Come out, have a good time. You're going to be tired of the turkey and the family and everything, so come out and have a good time with us. All right, let's go back to the game this past weekend. Southern Miss defeating the Marshall Thundering Herd 26-24. to And can I just say, an amazing day on campus. The atmosphere, the the weather, It was you, you could not have asked for any better of a football weather and everybody kind of had a everybody that i talked to just kind of had a cool attitude you know i kind of gave them the line you know i think i've said it on here before that uh what is it happiness is reality minus expectations (laughs) so i think everybody just kind of came in we were underdogs in the game so i think everybody just came in like you know let's just have a good time hope for the best i don't think we can take much more stress right now (laughs) what the southern Miss fans have been through um Rod Davis stopped by the tailgate. The legendary Southern Miss Connerly Trophy winning linebacker Rod Davis came by. Still looks like he can play. We ran into Dustin Allman. Great catching up with Dustin. Just had a little baby. Uh, got to meet the wife for the first time. So cool seeing those guys on coming back to campus. But the game itself, kind of a curveball. Right there, right at kickoff, it was announced that Jack Abraham would not be participating. So Jack Abraham out with injury. They were looking at specifics. Said something about a bone bruise, but um, I fully expected him to play just off of what I was hearing. So you never know with this coaching staff. They're going to you know keep it close to the vest and not give the opposing staff any indication of some of the things they're going to do. So, but we got to see the first start for Tate Whiteley. A solid performance from Tate. By no means was he a uh, you know. Uh, slinging the ball down the field. He, he did do a lot with his feet. Um, did enough to win. And the defense is really the story in this one as the defense um, took advantage of uh, four turnovers as opposed to Southern Misses two. I, I think this may be one of the first times all year we've clearly won the turnover battle. Maybe Jackson State, but yeah. We had four turn we had two turnovers, they had four, so that was a that was a really good thing. Time of possession, we dominated 38 minutes to 21 you look at the total yards very very this was a defensive battle golden eagles with 222 yards on the day 134 yards passing 88 yards rushing but they held marshall to 249 over 249 yards overall 218 through the air and 31 on the ground uh, tate whiteley as we said 16 for 25 for 134 yards passing one touchdown as well as 25 carries for 40 yards and one TD. Quez Watkins with uh, five receptions for 79 yards and a touchdown reception as well. So it's just good to get back in the win column. Hopefully we can keep the party going. Big game this week. Number one team in the conference. The Golden Eagles are taking on the UAB Blazers. This game is in Birmingham, Saturday, November the 10th, 2018. It's going to be at 6.30 p.m., at Legion Field, you can watch it on BN Sports, or you can go to Legion Field. They got apparently they have a much better environment now, and I'm sure there's going to be plenty of seats. I'm not. It's not a slide on UAB. That's just just what it is. A very very large stadium. So if you want to go, you can go. Go check them out. Go support the Golden Eagles. If you can't make it up there, watch it on TV. As of uh, this recording. UAB is an 11.5-point favorite. A little tidbit there. Last year, Southern Miss was an 11.5-point favorite, which we and we ended up losing to UAB. So anything can happen, folks. <laughs> that being said, so last year, I uh, there's a, a Twitter. This guy's on Twitter, UAB fans, uh, the Daily Dragon. And uh, he's going to be the guest on the show today. And he reached out last year and wanted to do like a little Q&A for their blog, and, and I did it. And, you know, if you've been a longtime listener, you remember last year I was talking about how UAB, before the season, I thought they were going to be a sneaky team, and I just hoped they didn't sneak up on us. And they did. And I think I projected us to win by like, in that article, I gave them all the credit because I really, I think Bill Clark's a heck of a ball coach. 
and you knew with you know what they'd been sitting on over there you know keeping the players for a couple of years and get some experience bringing in a lot of juco guys that they were going to have a solid program and they they certainly have shown that they do have a solid program and uh i think i wrote that we'd win by like 10 or something i can't remember i didn't do my research on myself and what i said but obviously i hate making predictions and i made a prediction just for the sake of making predictions and i didn't want to do it but i did it and i predicted us to win by 10 and we didn't so i figured i need to return the favor I, a lot of respect for this guy man just a fun follow on twitter you know friendly rivals I really enjoy keeping up with what they have to say. Some some conference USA Twitter folks are just boneheads. And, you know, I like talking trash, but I've never really been able to talk trash with this guy just because he's such a good dude. And I enjoy what they're doing. There's kind of a mutual respect there. So I wanted to bring him on the show. I don't think we've ever had anybody from the competition in Conference USA on the show. But I just got the vibe. This is a good dude and very knowledgeable I was really impressed with what he had to say. So welcome my guest today from the Daily Dragon, Dave West. All right, so break it down for us. Tell us a little bit about what happened a couple of years ago to UAB football and how you guys have made it back. Yeah, I'll try to give you a little bit of a Cliff Notes version because um, it's a, a lot that went into play over the last three years to make that happen. Um, first thing... The win really started getting on my radar. It was, it was actually during the Southern Miss game. We played you guys in Hattiesburg in uh, in November of 2017 when we won and became six and six. And then and then the rumors really picked up at that point that something could big could be happening. And it was the following week, like the first week of December, I believe, is when uh, they had the press conference. The AD got relieved of his duties, or he stepped down rather, and. Um, now that's when uh, President Watt said that they were going to eliminate bowling, rifle, and football. They had to eliminate the other two to make the Title IX thing work. So um, when that happened, people just went nuts. And I personally felt like I had taken for granted for a long time what I had. And I probably could have done a better job supporting, could have given more money. But, you know, the reality was, you know, the, the program's hands were tied behind their back for so long by the Board of Trustees at Alabama just we weren't getting um, proper facilities. We just weren't getting the help we needed. We were, our coaches were in an old, um, you know, mail office uh, that was, you know, just looked like an old dentist from the eighties. Um, it was just a terrible situation for a really long time. And then it all came to a screeching halt. And that's when some stuff started happening behind the scenes. That's when Bill Clark and, um, a lot of business guys in Birmingham who felt like they had a stake in UAB and felt like Birmingham and UAB could really go hand in hand and bringing, you know, this thing back together because Birmingham is going through a little bit of a revitalization process. So I think they saw it as a good opportunity to, hey, let's hitch on to this football program. Let's raise some money and let's force this thing back. And they did. It took about six months. Uh, they, another press conference from President Watts, you know, claiming it was back. And then the coaches got to work. Got, and they didn't have a lot to work with. But over the course of about two years, they signed a ton of JUCO guys. Uh, got a really great prep class signed last year. You know, we probably never really had a good prep class in the history of UAB football. And that's how where we are now. That's how we were able to start quick last year was getting those JUCO guys involved. And this year, some of these prep guys are already helping us. And it's going to help us be, you know, you know, where we can sustain being a really good team, a bowl eligible team year in, year out going forward. What was that time like without football? It was terrible. And what's funny is the blog we run, the Daily Dragon, it's, it's mostly just a Twitter account now, but I started it literally like right when everything fell apart. So the good thing was basketball was doing pretty well then, so it kept me busy. But we live in Birmingham, Alabama, which is not dip, much different than Hattiesburg. Everything revolves around football, but exponentially so in Birmingham with SEC office and Bama and Auburn. So when you're trying to run a website and trying to get traffic and things like that and have a blog and you have basketball and that's basically it, I mean, I didn't have anything to talk about for two years. It was, it was, it was really hard. And what it ultimately did was it burned me out. And so now with football finally doing well, um, you know, I'm too exhausted to even write anymore. So we just kind of just running a Twitter account, and, you know, hang out with the fans. But they did all the hard work. All the fans 
you know, I guess we were patient and we, you know, we deserve, you know, some credit for that. And we helped raise money and things like that for, from our part, but those coaches keeping those players, um, you know, focused. I mean, AJ early was here three years ago, like three springs ago, he was on like in Birmingham starting this whole process. How do you keep a kid like that focused for that long and not have any games? It really is truly incredible. I remember when everything was going down and it seemed like, I don't know if you guys could tell this, but it seemed like a lot of schools around the country. I know a lot of our fans were, were, you know, supporting you guys, but it's, it's very relatable being bullied by high resource in state schools and, and the, the powers that they have. So I don't know if you could feel it, but you guys had a lot of support around the country from what I could gather. Oh, absolutely. It became a national story and, and I don't think anyone else could have done it but Bill Clark. Bill Clark was just that perfect coach at the perfect situation. Uh, he experienced a lot of success at the high school level at Prattville, um, which is near Montgomery, the capital. Um, won a ton of games down there. Had some success at Jacksonville State right before he got to us. And he just had a lot of people that he knew that in the, in the know, in the know, in the Birmingham area and Alabama surrounding. So when all this happens, he had phone calls he can make and people were going to be there to support. And he was, he had the right face and the right attitude and the right persona to get the business people involved. And everyone just kind of rallied around us. It was really incredible. And now everybody's happy we did because look at where we are now. I mean, whoever would have thought we've won 11 games in a row at the future of Legion Field. That's been left for de- left for dead. You know, we're, we're just we're, we're the healthiest the program's ever been. It's incredible. Tell us a little bit about Bill Clark. I, I mean, what what does everybody think about him as the coach at UAB? We love him, obviously, because of what he's done for us. But Bill Clark is a really interesting guy. Bill Clark is one thing that kind of drives me nuts about Bill is Bill has no leaks. There's no leaks in the dam. You're uh. not going to find out who's injured, who's redshirting, or who got cut, or if someone got you know suspended, you're not going to find out how. And it drives me bananas because I'm the kind of guy sometimes I'll run through Twitter trying to find you know some information or some dirt. But Bill Clark runs that program like an, like the the best, like you know, kind of like um, uh, the Patriots coach does. He just runs it you know like a it's like like nobody else could. He's got full control from top to bottom, from the equipment managers to his assistant coaches. And in, in the school, and everyone just adores him. The city, he's got so much respect around the country from other coaches. And, um, and I think when the day comes, and it's going to come, when he's going to leave, I think, I mean, we, I think people are going to pack his bags for him, help him move. And I don't think anybody's going to have any ill will against him because he's, he deserves everything he's going to get. We'll talk a little bit about the season thus far. Right now, the Blazers 8-1 and on the year, 6-0 and in Conference USA. Arguably the best season in UAB football history. Oh, without a doubt, in my opinion. I um, mean, it's, it's still going. I, I'll tell you my honest thought or what it was processing in my mind over the summer was I knew that we were losing two of our big guys who came back from the 2014 program in Shaq Jones and Tevin Cruz, two defensive players. They were leaders. I knew losing them and then just having some other things that I didn't know the answers to, uh, some questions left unanswered of the summer, I thought we probably would have regressed maybe a tad or kind of, you know, stay where we were. And I mean, then then the first game was really not a good barometer because Savannah State was, was literally the worst team in Division One football. But when we got to Coastal Carolina and just got ran in the second half, I, I just didn't know what to think. I, I, I didn't recognize that team. It was undisciplined. We had penalties all over the place. And then, then everything changed. From then on, they have played as a team, offensively, defensively, from start to finish. It's been the most impressive thing. That's why they've got three shutouts. This team just plays so complete, and and they've got so much pride in every snap and every minute. I think that's really how we've gotten on this win streak because it's so easy once you get a second, third string guy in to just kind of you know let a touchdown or let a field goal come in. But this team's just got you know. And they've got the mindset to make history. So it's, it's been a blast. It's, it's almost kind of surreal when you're in it. You, you almost kind of take advantage. You have to take it, take it for, take a, take it, um, you, you, um, you lose sight of what you're doing. Like I remember watching the UTSA game last weekend 
and just focusing on them not scoring a touchdown in the second half instead of like enjoying the fact that we're just having an incredible game in all aspects of the game. You kind of start thinking about silly stuff like who thinks about like shutting out a team every time you play. It's just a, a wild thing to think about, but that's where we're at, and it's a heck of a ride. Let's talk about the different sides of the ball here. I guess there's three sides technically. I was going to say two, but there are three. Uh, tell us a little bit about this UAB offense. It's not that different than it was last year. I mean, it's going to be Spencer Brown in the run game, which you guys saw in Hattiesburg last year. That's going to be like the nucleus of our offense. Don't really have any dynamic wide receivers like you guys have with Quez. Um, we, we've got some guys who are serviceable. Every now and then we'll get a big play here and there, but no, no one who's really going to get you know a quick slant and make 40, 50 yards out of it. It's one really dynamic. So it's 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 a little bit of a just a run first kind of pound it. Um, we, we've got Spencer Brown, as I said, he's in his sophomore season, and uh, we got Jerry in Street, who was uh, came out of Hewitt Trustful here in Birmingham, and uh, went to Ole Miss last year as a linebacker and just never got to play much defense. So he came and he's now one of our running backs. And he's been really great, like change of pace back for us, you know, much quicker and um, a little taller than Spencer. So that's, that's given us another dynamic. And then, you know, for, for, all, for your, your fans who may have saw what we did to UTSA last week, that was our redshirt freshman quarterback that went in there and had like the highest QB rating of the entire country for the weekend. It was insane. He just came in and did stuff that I, I've never seen him throw the ball like that. Even when he went 34 and 0 in high school, he was, he was all mostly a run-first kind of quarterback. So I don't know really know what to expect when we play you guys this week. I don't know. Um, I know we're going to run the ball like we usually do, but he's kind of opened up a whole different you know, Pandora's box of getting the passing game going. And that's, that's going to be really hard to scheme for because technically A.J. Early, who we've had at quarterback for every game prior, our senior, the guy who got us here, he could be starting or he could be taking most of the snaps. So it's – I mean – Hobson's got his work cut out for him because this offense is going to be hard to prepare for. And early for the listeners that may not remember, uh, product of Mississippi Gulf Coast Community College. Yep, yep. Played at Middle Tennessee State. His uh, first, well, I guess it's Middle Tennessee. Let's don't get them upset. Um, he played there his first year, I believe. <laughs> he has like a, a wildcat type quarterback, and then ended up at Mississippi Gulf Coast, where we've got a ton of guys from. We're just, I mean, we're we're just taking everybody from that program. It's been fantastic for us. But A.J.'s great. I like him. Um, he's, he's, he's also a run-first type quarterback. But there's something about Tyler. There's something about when you get one of those recruits who's just never lost. You know, 34-0 in high school. You know, national championship. Excuse me, uh, state championships. Those guys just kind of do things differently when the lights come on. You know, they, they may not make all the passes and, and uh, practice, but when you put them in the big stage, they're incredible. And that's why I really truthfully think in having heard Bill Clark in his press conference yesterday, I think it's Tyler's job, but if AJ's healthy, he's going to do a little bit of the mix of the both. I don't know how he's going to do it, but I think from here going on out, Tyler's no longer a backup. He's, he's, he's one A and one B in my opinion. It's interesting. Good, good info, good insight here from our uh, friends, Dave, friend Dave West from the Daily Dragon. Tell us a little bit about this Blazer defense. Statistically, one of the best in the country. It's nasty, and I bet you, you watching as much football as you do and following as you as you do, I bet you probably couldn't name one player on that defense, could you? That's pretty fair. That's pretty. And I, that's nothing. That's nothing against you. That's nothing. I and mean, we can, you know, we know the Jalen Fergusons, and you know, we know the big time guys in this conference. And that's no fault of yours. It's all about we've just. Just got a bunch of guys who do all the right things the right way. I've literally got any, I've got notes on but, Erdley, Johnston, Brown. I've got, but I have no notes on any defensive players other than this, the statistically how you guys are ranking. It's it's it's, it's mind boggling what they've done. Um, they've got depth. They've got an incredible front defensive line who not don't necessarily get a ton of sacks, but they have a high sack rate in their in their and they cause a lot of hurries. Uh, that's what, what we did to Mason Fine after he scored 21 on us in the first half. The second half, I mean, the, the guy never got a clean pass off and didn't score another point. And that's one of the best quarterbacks in the country. He really is. Um, we did, we just get after our quarterbacks um, or the quarterbacks, and we've got a really sound old season secondary. Got a bunch, 
you know, Midwestern Juco guys who are just like 23, 22 years old. It's just one of those defenses. that has got some guys who've seen some things and, and it's, it's really like, it's, um, it's a team effort, which sounds really cliche and coach talk, but you know, like our lead tackler has like 40 something tackles, like nothing crazy. And we've got like 10 guys who have a sack. So it's, that's just, it's just how we roll. And, but what you're going to see is whether it's, um, whether you've got Abraham or Watley at quarterback, you're going to see them just not have a clean pocket for the most part. It's, it's, I haven't seen a quarterback this season have a clean pocket for UAB for very long. So the passing game, what you may get out of your passing game is quick slants, bubble screens, things like that. Maybe some running back screens. That's really the only way you're going to get, get passing yards on UAB. And as far as running the ball goes, and you know as well as anybody does, Southern Miss just hasn't had a great running season after Ito's, you know, you know, cashing paychecks on, on Sundays with the Falcons. You guys are going to have a long, long, long night on that. You just can't run the ball against us right now. We're too deep. We're too – we're not necessarily huge, but we're really fast. And these guys are just really high IQ. And just, you know, really nobody's running against us. There's only been one 100-yard rusher on us all year. What about special teams? Special teams have been actually really great. We've had a, a punt block for a touchdown. We've had a uh, uh, a punt block last week and got the ball on like a two-yard line against UTSA. So that's been great. But as far as our, our, our kickoff guy goes, I'm not sure if, if Quez or who you got uh, returning kickoffs, they're not going to get a single return. He's, I think he's got like 50 or something um, – um, touchbacks in a row he literally kicks it out of the end zone almost every single time uh, our punter's fine hasn't gotten a lot of play thankfully because we've been scoring fairly well um but yeah i mean that we've controlled field position get a lot of turnovers on defense so we you know for far special teams goes yeah you know, we've been very sound we, our field goal kicker is pretty darn good um he's, you know not not the best in the league but within about 35 in he's pretty automatic you talked about the strengths are there any weaknesses on this team? Yeah, if you make us one-dimensional on offense, we can really struggle. And, and UTEP's probably done that as well as any team we've played. Um, and it has a lot, maybe some of it had to do with A.J. Early, the quarterback, his, his shoulder being you know hurting, which kept him out last week against UTSA. They really turned us into just we just – all we could do was run the ball, which thankfully we do you know well enough. We got 19 points out of it. But if you can really shut down our pass game, which Southern Miss is very, very capable of doing. I mean, UAB's got great defense, but Southern Miss is literally right there. We're both ranked nationally top ten in a ton of categories. It's just your stinking offense, you know, gets you guys in a corner so often and turnovers and stuff like that. So I'm sure you could preach on that all day. But, yeah, your offense does your defense no favors. But maybe they will this weekend. But um, but anyway, go back to what I'm saying what what the weakness of what UAB can be is if you stick if we're just a running team, we it's just hard for us to score. You know, we get into second and third down long yardages. Uh, we just really struggle because we just don't have a really go to wide receiver that can get us, you know, get us behind uh, in front of the stick. So that's that would be the area I think that's probably our biggest weakness. Do you have any tips for the fans that may be coming out to the game? Enjoy it. Bring a jacket. It's supposed to be chilly. The atmosphere um, at Legion Field, um, this is assuming it's the Southern Miss fans, has gotten so much better. If you do have the opportunity to get there a little earlier than usual, just walk around. Uh, we hired a, uh, a company just to run our game day experience. And this is, I mean, it's, it's up there with like it is at The Rock. I mean, it's, there's a ton of student involvement, fan involvement. It's, UAB fans are nice as can be, too. I mean, we're not territorial or, you know, even though this is quote unquote a rivalry. Um, you just you know get there early and enjoy it because it's, it's going to be a great game. It's going to be beautiful football weather. Parking tips? Um, plenty of parking. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Legion Field is ginormous. I mean, it's like an NFL stadium, not like aesthetically, but there's literally like Six Flags level of parking there. It's just there's just miles and miles of parking lot, so no real parking issues. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna preface this prediction with so last year. Um, I did, I did a little interview for your blog and talked about the game and Southern Miss was an 11 and a half point favorite. 
Mm-hmm. And clearly I ate it after the game. And this year UAB is an 11.5 point favorite. So that being said, what is your prediction for Saturday? I think because of the way these two defenses are, I think it's going to be the first team to 21. If um, if Abraham is starting and he's you know and he's lighting it up, I know he's got a turnover issue with with his, with, his, with his interceptions. But if he's getting out there and he's getting these quick slants going like Fine did, I can see this game being like a 21 to 18 or 20, excuse me, 21 to 17 or 21 to 14. Um, I think UAB will win because at this point, why should I bet against them? They haven't proved me wrong except for one time this year. But I don't think you'll see anything high scoring. I don't think either of these defenses are, are, are in a position to let the other team just kind of just do what they want. So I would say first one to 21 wins, and heck, we may even get overtime out of it with me chopped. Now, you know, I, I think you're the first person from Conference USA that we've brought on the show. And I think myself and Jason alike enjoy your posts, enjoy what you guys do on Twitter. And um, so tell tell the fans a little bit about the Daily Dragon, where they can find you guys, uh, website. You're, you're tied in with the Forgotten Five, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, we're trying to. To be completely honest, I was what I was saying earlier, I've, I've kind of gotten burned out of, like, covering and doing, like, posts and articles. So right now we're really more of a Twitter presence and just kind of interacting with everybody in the conference. We're not one of those accounts that's going to beat UAB's drum and, like, talk trash to the other teams. Honestly, I'm one of the guys that likes watching everything. I like watching, you know, Southern Miss basketball, Southern Miss football, even baseball. I just like the conference. I enjoy it. I'm almost more of a conference uh, type of uh, Twitter account, if nothing else. So our handle is at the underscore Daily Dragon, spelled all normally at the underscore Daily Dragon. We talk about all sorts of stuff with UAB. We have a lot of funny banter with you guys and all the different conference blogs and um, and yeah, hey, one day we, we did technically get you know hitched up with Forgotten Five. Haven't had much um, coverage come out like article wise, but that may pick up one day. But for now, we're just enjoying the banter with the conference friends because conference USA Twitter is one of the funnest things that I that I've been involved in in sports. It's really really a lot of enjoyment and people for the most part out there kind of all pick at each other and you know. And for the for fun and and we have a lot of you know good time so that was Dave West of the Daily Dragon. Go follow him on Twitter. Check out their blog. Like I said, good stuff. Um, I wish there were more Twitter follows like that out there. Maybe there are. Maybe I just haven't found them. There's some goofy ones. I mean, we have some goofy Twitter followers, like some goofy Southern Miss fans. But they know that they, I think they know they're goofy. I hope they know they're goofy. <laughs> but uh. Yeah, those guys are good, are great guys. Hey, if if uh, you guys end up pulling the victory, best of luck from here on out. If you don't, I'm not going to say a word about it. <laughs> it's going to be a tough one for the Golden Eagles, folks. And I really think that the key, like for us to have a shot, I think Tate Whiteley has all the potential in the world, but I really hope that Jack Abraham is available because you're going to need to be able to throw the ball down the field. You know, like he said, it's tough to run the ball on UAB, and we've struggled with running the ball. So they're going to have to find some different ways to get the ball in the hands of playmakers and get it in there fast. So if Jack doesn't play, I'm going to be very skeptical on whether or not we have a shot at winning this. Unless they just bring back, back some mad veer triple option nonsense. I, it's going to be tough. I think, I think Tate's going to be a great quarterback, but I'm not sure he's quite ready to lead the team against a team like UAB. This is probably, you know, this is definitely the best team in the conference right now. And uh, it's going to be tough. But, you know, we got a shot. That's why we play the game. That's why we were 11.5-point favorites last year, and they beat us. So you guys have fun on the way to Birmingham next week. All right. So the Miss had a basketball game tonight. And that is where Jason Bailey is at. So let's check in with Jason live from Reed Green Coliseum. Jason Bailey here, first first basketball game of the year, and um, playing uh, Southeastern Baptist is going about like you would expect it to go. It's halftime right now. Uh, Southern Miss is up 52 to 26, and I'm joined now uh, with a guy who's always at all these games. I usually sit near him, if not with him. Uh, I know him as Jamie, but I think everybody else probably knows you as Scooter Sid. 
That's right. <laughs> so, um, uh, my first time in the gym today, since they've painted it, since they've kind of, you know, repainted the bowl, um, and I don't know if they've redone the lighting or something, but as far as the atmosphere, it's a half-decent crowd for this first game, and um, I'll tell you, the old place is looking a little bit better. Yeah, it's not it, – it, I guess we can't really call it the old gray mare, but it's gray. But it, it looks great, and there's uh, there's more people here than what you would think would be here for an early game in the season. So uh, it turned out pretty good. Yeah, and, uh, you know, we got a lot of newcomers. Um, of course, the people that uh, folks are remember from last year, of course, Dominic McGee, who didn't start for some reason, shocker, um, Cortez Edwards, um, of course, Tim Rowe. Tim Rowe's not dressed out today, but Tim's back on the team this year. Um, Kevin Holland, everybody's familiar with the sharpshooting left-hander there. Uh, Anthony Hampton is back this year. Ladarius Marshall, Ladarius is a newcomer. But um, Ladavius Drain, that's what I was thinking about. You know, Drain looks like he's maybe hit the weight room or hit the hit the exercise bike or something, looking looking lean and, and mean. He, he looks better and tougher and got a little bit more energy. And uh, that, that's one thing you notice about some of these guys is – some of them are kind of taking this game for granted, it looks like, and then there's some that are stepping up with a lot of energy. And, uh, you know, Tyree Griffin showed Cortez Edwards how to dunk earlier in the game. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and there's been some highlight plays. Um, you can also tell we're kind of maybe even getting out those first-game jitters. Um, but this team, the overall, I guess, what I would say about this team is – just the athleticism, it just kind of jumps out at you when you come and watch them. Granted, we're playing a team that we probably should dominate. And like I said, the score is 52-26. We should probably have 75 right now. Um, but, you know, um, we're pushing the ball. We're, uh, and we're going after rebounds. You know, one guy really stood out to me um, is a brand-new kid. is a freshman, 6'7", 180-pound freshman out of Columbus, Mississippi, Tyler Stevenson. Um, as far as just going out and getting balls, blocking out things that we really hadn't seen a lot of in the last couple of years, um, does Stevenson stick out to you? Or is there any person in the first half that kind of stuck out uh, to your eye? It, it looks to me like we've got an inside game for a change, and that's going to make a big difference in getting some open shots on the outside too. Um, I'm not sure, you know, what's going on with Tim. Maybe coaches just get a few people in there tonight to get them some reps, but. Uh, Definitely, Tim's got some challenge uh, on uh, playing time on the inside. And it's pretty exciting to see these guys hustle. And they hadn't quite got their alley hoop together yet, but uh, I think we're going to see a lot of that this year, too. Yeah. You know, my favorite player, Cortez Edwards, it seems like he's been here for a decade now. Um, but for a while, I thought he was, you know, heads and tails more athletic than anybody else on the team. And most of the time, anybody else on the floor. Now it seems like he's got some competition. Everywhere I look, I'm looking at, you know, athlete, 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 athlete. I don't know what that means as far as win total for the year. But I think we got more pieces to the puzzle, and we can just kind of keep throwing it at them. Well, I, I go back to the, the opening night when we talked to Coach over at Brewski's when they introduced the team. And you could see it in Coach's eyes. He, he's got a different look on his face now. And he talks about this team and the talent that he's got and just developing it and bringing it together. And I think as as the season goes on, we're gonna we're gonna see a much different, better gelled team than what we've got now. And, and like you said, the the talent level, I I'm telling you, we we have got some depth on the on the bench now that we haven't been able to enjoy. And uh, I think you're just gonna see an all around better program this year. Well, we're all pulling for it, and um, you know, at this point, I mean, no more excuses, right? No, this is the year. You know, he, he's got his team, and let's see. But it, it looks to me like he's going to be able to pull it off. It looks like we've got to, got to, a real challenger for uh, a good good postseason. Yeah, absolutely. Well, cool, man. Well, hey, thanks for uh, checking in with us, and uh, I'm sure we'll do this a couple more times during the season. But uh, we're getting ready for the second half, and you guys come on out to Reed Green Coliseum whenever you get a chance. Season tickets are like 100 bucks for the bleachers. Can't beat that with a stick. Um Come on out and watch these kids, man. It's, it's definitely worth the uh, price of admission to the top. Jason Bailey there checking in from the game. Game just ended as I'm recording this. Southern Miss getting the victory 116 
266 uh, for Southern Baptist. Where is Southern Baptist? I don't even, Laurel maybe? I don't know. But I, you, get, you need games like this to fill the schedule. Cortez Edwards, two-point shy of a triple-double tonight. You had quite a few Golden Eagles in, in double figures, obviously, for scoring 116 points. The main takeaway from this, athleticism. You know, I think it may be a little while for these younger players to get acclimated to the college game or get acclimated to their role on this team. But just some of the highlights that I've seen. And shout out to the Southern Miss basketball Twitter page. They kept posting GIFs uh, from the game. It was really neat to get to see that. Keep that up. I enjoyed it. And I'm going to come out to some games. I had a lot going on tonight. Jason was the one calling in with the results, obviously. All right. I had to do the UAB interview. I had to talk to Dave. <laughs> also at the tailgate, we had another visitor stop by. He is the executive director of the Mississippi Sports Hall of Fame. Had a good time chatting with him at the tailgate. Jason got a word in with Bill Blackwell. You guys check it out. Okay, uh, Jason Bailey here with Bill Blackwell. Bill is the uh, executive director of the Mississippi Sports Hall of Fame. Is that the right? Yeah, it is. That's correct. Your title is way longer and more, you know, significant than my title, so I probably got it wrong. But um, cool running past you here on campus today. Uh, well, tell me, uh, did you uh, did you make the get up this morning? Just kind of decide to drive down, or no, no, I uh, had an open invitation from uh, John to be able to come down and watch a couple of games. This is the second one I've uh, seen of Southern. Uh, was here for the opening game with Jackson State. Try to get to all the different schools to uh, at least uh, see their teams play. And uh, uh, we depend on the schools a great deal for support of the museum. And uh, uh, we're, of course, getting ready to come up on our Connerly Trophy presentation on the 27th of November. And uh, just to try to get a chance to see how each team's playing and who's doing well. A sudden miss as far as that Connerly Trophy thing. <laughs> Uh, I, was, I was thinking about uh, who we would have maybe even like to represent this year. We have such a young team. Um, is there anybody in particular you've kind of fingered out? You know, I, I haven't, and we don't make that selection. Mm -hmm. The uh, uh, administration and the coaches actually select who their representatives are. Uh, we'll get that towards the middle of the month. Uh, we'll send out the list of the uh, 10 finalists, and then the uh, media panel votes on that. Their uh, vote counts for 90% of the total. Then uh, C Spire sponsors a, a fan vote that's done online, and that accounts for the other 10%. That's cool. Well, I guess the good thing about the guys today, uh, if, you come, if you're watching the game today at Southern Miss and you come back next year, you're kind of going to be watching like the same exact people. <laughs> uh, one guy you might want to keep an eye on uh, is a kid named Quez Watkins. He's, he might be our most dynamic player right now, but there's several of them that are just in that freshman, sophomore spot. Uh, and Southern Miss is kind of just caught right now. Uh, it's good for the future, um, but, you know, we're kind of trying to beat a whole lot of people with 18- and 19-year-olds when they're playing 21- and 22-year-olds. Um, so you're at Southern Miss today. Have you also made the rounds to uh, Ole Miss and State? Yes, uh, I've seen uh, uh, those teams play, saw Jackson State play, have not had an opportunity to see uh, Valley State or uh, Alcorn, but uh, try to get to see most of them each year. I know you uh, play a lot of golf also. Uh, I've talked to my dad, and for, for whatever reason... I just support uh, your dad's uh, finances, <laughs> that's all. I hear you. So, so but anyway, how, how's the golf game these days? Uh, it's very poor. <laughs> well, I don't, enjoy it. But I enjoy it, but I'm not very good. Sure. Well, one thing you need to stay away from is watching my dad chip the ball or hitting any kind of bunker shot. Like, you, don't do what he does there, and you'll you'll be doing fine. Oh, but he's the best practice chipper I've ever seen. Yes, yes, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Well, Bill, man, thanks for spending a couple minutes with us here today. So glad to see you on campus. And um, I always end it this way, but we always say Southern Miss to the top. Hey, there we go. That was Jason with Bill Blackwell, Executive Director of the Mississippi Sports Hall of Fame. Thanks for coming by the tailgate. You're welcome back anytime, Bill. Good to see you. Let's move on to some other NFL news. Ito Smith with another touchdown for the Atlanta Falcons. They defeated the Washington Redskins. 12-yard touchdown run for Ito. If you haven't seen the highlights, go look it up. You can find them on Twitter. I'm sure you can find them on any of the Falcons' social media pages. Uh, Tom Johnson, another Golden Eagle, started the season with the Seattle Seahawks, is now with the Minnesota Vikings. Had a heck of a game. 
the other day as they defeated the Detroit Lions. Tom Johnson, five tackles. Four of those were solo tackles. Three and a half tackles for loss. Two and a half sacks. Two and a half sacks. That's incredible. So big game for Tom Johnson. Is I mean, they were given, they were all over Matt Stafford the whole game the other day. So I'm, I'm glad that he's with a contender. Taking his place on the Seahawks, another Southern Miss Golden Eagle, it was announced today that the Seattle Seahawks were promoting defensive back Kalen Reed from the practice squad to the active roster. My apologies for this. I never noticed that Kalen was on the practice squad or I would have talked about it on the show. Excellent. I'm glad he's getting another shot. Hopefully he can, can stick on up there in Seattle. Excited to have another Golden Eagle in the lead. It was a big NFL weekend for Golden Eagles. It's awesome. Hopefully we can do it again this week. I'm looking forward to Monday night. There's another podcast out there. This one run by Chief Communications Officer Jim Cole at the university. Go check it out. It's called Southern Miss Stories. They had an episode this week that was excellent, especially from somebody who me like me who dabbles in comedy. <laughs> the interview was with David Sheffield. And if you don't know who that is, he was a writer on SNL back in the day. He went to USM, and I think he worked at WDAM, and then he went on to write for SNL, and he got to be buddies with Eddie Murphy. And he wrote like The Nutty Professor, he wrote Coming to America, but he had some amazing stories on that podcast. So go look for Southern Miss Stories. I've got it downloaded on iTunes. I'm sure there's other ways you can listen to it, but I found it on iTunes. Look for Southern Miss Stories. Check it out. Any of Jim Cole's social media sites, but that really was, if you liked, you know, Eddie Murphy on SNL back in the day, if you enjoyed Coming to America, he also announced on there that they're working on a Coming to America 2. How crazy is that? I got to meet this guy at some point. I mean, just, just to shake his hand, that's pretty incredible. But he talked about, you know, some of those sketches he wrote for SNL, like he wrote all the Buckwheat sketches and um, he talked about how he came up with uh, James Brown's Celebrity Hot Tub. Unreal. So go check that out. Also, big Southern Miss news this past weekend. Oh, they were so close. Southern Miss soccer. They made it all the way to the Conference USA Championship game, but fell short in double overtime, falling to the number one seed, North Texas Mean Green 2-1. to one. The ladies finished the season with a program record, 13 wins and 11 shutouts. Shout out to the Lady Eagles, just running the gauntlet in the conference tournament, making all the way to the finals. Gosh, double overtime. I was keeping up a little bit on ESPN3 and on my phone, and they they scored with like very little time left in regulation to tie the game up and send it to double overtime. Send it to overtime and then later to double overtime. But, uh, man, you talk about, that was incredible. Big things ahead for Lady Eagle Soccer. All right, I think we've just about covered everything. Special thanks to my guest today, Dave West of The Daily Dragon. You can follow him at the underscore Daily Dragon. You can follow us at To The Top Talk. You can follow me at Jamie underscore Arrington and Jason at Bumper J Bailey. Facebook as well, and we are To The Top Talk on Instagram. Have a great following on there, so go check out all the action on Insta. All right, upcoming comedy shows. Got two of them in the works. Saturday, November 24th, Mark Norman at Brewski's. You may have seen him on The Tonight Show. Colbert Conan, his Comedy Central Hour, presented by Amy Schumer. Uh, 8 p.m., $15 for that show. And then on Saturday, December the 29th, another New Orleans native, Sean Patton. This one at the Thirsty Hippo. Sean was the co-host of Esquire's Best Bars in America. You may have seen him on Conan. You may have seen him on his Comedy Central special. 8 p.m., $12 in advance, $15 at the door. Those two always put on an incredible show in the Hub City. And and like I said, two those two are two of the best in the biz. All right. You guys ready? You guys ready for this weekend? All right, we got three games left as of right now. We have to win two of those to be bowl eligible. There's also the chance that we're going to add a fourth game or a twelfth game if you count all the games together on uh, you know the first weekend in December. You know I know we talked about South Carolina being a possibility, but they went ahead and pulled the trigger with Akron because Akron's not in the running. When we get mathematically eliminated from the conference race, which if we lose will be this weekend. If we win, it may not be for another two weeks, just depending on how the cards fall. Uh, you know if we are eliminated or when we are eliminated, however you choose to look at it, that's when they will announce this 12th game. Looks like it's going to happen, but I don't really have any intel 
on exactly who's go- that who it's going to be at this point. There are a couple of names thrown around. I think it's going to be for a money grab. That's just that's just intuition talking. <laughs> but hopefully we can come back and get some revenge on UAB. Um, it's going to be a tall task. Golden Eagles going to need all the love and support. They're going to need all the spirit. They're going to need all the fire. They're going to need all the talk, get smashed, talk trash, kick ass for everybody going out to the game. So you guys go have a good time. Look for To The Top Talk with Jamie Arrington and Jason Bailey on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, and Stitcher. Subscribe. Give us a rating. Give us a review and whatnot. If you like the show, tell your friends. If you don't like the show, tell your friends. And as always, Southern Miss to the top. Talk.